Hello, my friends. This is Lena in Chicago, wanting to welcome you to another week of our podcast. I've been off for about a month, uh, maybe a little bit more than that, and uh, just excited to be back with you. Hope you're excited, too. I hope you've missed me. You've probably been listening to old podcasts. Some people email me and tell me that they listen to these podcasts before they go to sleep, and I try not to be too offended, but uh, I get it. I get it. You know, we're short on time, and we're trying to maximize the time. I listen to podcasts during my workout, and... Uh, Hey, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I work out no more than 20 minutes a day, which is really why I try hard to keep the podcast under 20 minutes. So, I don't know, you maybe you're a three-hour workouter, uh, or maybe you do it for three minutes. Uh, I base the podcast based on my uh, perfect time zone, and uh, that's 20 minutes a day. And so, if... Uh, if you find that these uh, the, these you know episodes are perfect timing for you, great. And if you think they're too long or too short, uh, uh, you know it is what it is. Uh, having said that, let us turn our attention to a few uh, elements of uh, housekeeping. Uh, first of all, let me welcome you. If you've never tuned in to the Living with Power podcast, welcome. You picked a good day because we're going to be starting launching a new series today that will take us probably through Christmas. Uh, if you are just now tuning in and you don't know much about me, you can go to my site, livingwithpower.org, and kind of get the down low. The long and short of it is that I uh, have a ministry of teaching the Bible. Uh, I, the, theme, the, the whole impetus of the ministry is biblical truth for everyday life. Biblical truth for everyday life. I love God's Word, and I believe it's practical and life-giving, and I have uh, given my life to teaching, to teaching His Word. Uh, now, uh, the way I pay my bills so far is through pediatric emergency medicine. If you live in the Naperville, Naperville Illinois area, maybe you and I have met before, don't hold it against me, um, or you can send me a thank you note if you had a great experience. Either way, uh, glad you're here. Now, most of you who are listening probably have listened to this before, and I just want to say I've missed you, and I'm ready to go again. So let's do a few uh, points of housekeeping, uh, as I mentioned a few seconds ago before I got sidetracked. Uh, a few announcements. Uh, first of all, uh, Thrive, the Thrive Project to the Middle East is going great, but guys, remember it's not over, uh, meaning we have raised 40000 out of the 50000 amount that we'd like to raise, and what that is funding is the translation of both my books into Arabic. Now, uh, not only that, we're also going to be printing a 1,000 copies of each, but even more, we're planning to host a conference to teach the Bible to women in Lebanon, uh, to encourage Christians there. Uh, we're planning another one in uh, Egypt, and then we're working on northern Iraq and Jordan. So, you know, th- that's a lot. If you are aware at all of things in the Middle East, you know, the situation and all of the opposition that's happening to God's word, man, if you're a Christian, you would want to support this. What an easy way for us to make an impact. I, uh, I've been watching uh, some ministries, uh, the Hillsong ministry in particular, um, the pastor's wife there, Bobby Houston. Every day at noon, she posts an Instagram picture that says, pray for the Middle East. And I think to myself, man, she's praying for me when she's praying for the Middle East because I'm part of that work right now. And I'm, my heart is just filled when I see that. I hope you're praying for us, and I hope you will continue praying to give towards that. If you're like, well, where do I give? Just go to livingwithpower.org. There's a tab there that says give, and we would welcome your donations. But, but, but you know, there's an easier way to do it, too. If you live in Chicago and you're single, I am hosting another Thrive Conference in Arlington Heights on October 10th. I would love to see you there. I would love for you to come. If you are keeping up with the ministry at all, then you know that I have now a segment on the radio called Today's Single Christian. 
uh, you know, calling it a segment is a bit um, maybe generous. It's a one-minute deal that they run multiple times during the day, but, but you guys know I can say a lot in a minute. So uh, it's really a picking up traction. I've gotten some emails from listeners, which is always a great sign because it entails actually logging onto your computer or your phone and actually sending someone you don't know an email. So thank you if you've done it. If you haven't, send me an email, lena at todaysinglechristian.com. But uh, even better news with that ministry is that we're expanding to 60 affiliate Moody Radio stations starting October. We're going at a set time, 1.30 in after, actually 1.27 in the afternoon and 9.43 p.m. in the evening. These are all awesome, awesome God things, and I'm so grateful for that. Anyway, in, in, in the vein of working with singles, I myself am single. Uh, I'm going to host a second Thrive Conference here in Chicago. You don't need to have come to the first to come to the second. Just, just show up. You can pay at the door, but it, it would help us if you registered ahead of time. Uh, the venue holds like 300. 50 people and we're just now starting to promote the whole thing so hey uh if you're a you know supporter of this ministry and you're like should i go should i not go get on the computer now thethriveconference.org thethriveconference.org and come you don't even have to be single to come uh you i'm guarantee you know someone who is single and can uh, come and check it out and, and learn how to minister to singles but but get this when we open God's Word and teach it, whether it's taught with singles in mind or not, you are going to benefit from it. It's inevitable. God's Word is alive and active, and it's going to meet you in your point of need. I believe that. That is why I take the time to read it, study it, get to know the God of the Word, and share it with you. All right. Here's another opportunity for you. I'm teaching a class every Wednesday mornings at 9.30 at Willow Creek Church. It's a Bible study for women. So this one is for women. Uh, if you don't, are not plugged into a church, you don't have a place you go to Bible study, please come. The, honestly, I'll be very upfront with you. The registrations have been so low that I feel really a little bit kind of like embarrassed about it. And I am not shaken. I am standing strong. I thought for a millisecond, I thought, man, the registrations are so bad. I don't know if I'm going to teach this. And then I thought, that is nonsense. We are moving forward. I don't care if two people show up. Uh, Sarah, you better be there because that's counting me and you. So if two people or more show up, we are going to do this class. Uh, fortunately, it's a few more than two that have signed up, but um, but <laughs> not that much more. So uh, please come. If you don't have a Bible study, if you just want to encourage me, just come on the first week. You know, just kind of be like, Show your support of the ministry, 9.30 a.m. on September 16. I'll start teaching through the Gospel of Mark. I'll be recording those episodes. They'll probably be online here sometime in the future. All right. I'm going to update my events page a bit. I'm going to be in a number of different places like Nebraska and Colorado Springs and I don't know, around the area. So if you live in some of those areas, I mean, who doesn't want to go to Nebraska? Um, you're invited. So I'm going to put up a new events kind of schedule so that you guys come to those things. And uh, maybe you and I can meet in person. The other thing is I'm still thinking about doing those meetups. Um, honestly, the time just kind of flies from me. That's what usually happens. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, it's one of those situations. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I want to meet you. That's what I'm getting at. And I, I want to say thank you. I'm telling you, many of you who listen to these podcasts have come online, sent me an email and said how much they have blessed you. And I don't know if you know, I think you know how much that encourages me because doing this radio, I mean, this oh, radio computer type of work, you don't really see another human sometimes. And it's easy to kind of feel, you know, Satan can get, you know, discourage us and be like, this isn't paying off and nobody's really listening. And, and when you send me an email, it just reminds me that there are real people out there listening, people who long for God and his work in their lives and people that I pray for, I pray for you. So let me get a little serious now. We're a few minutes into this. Um, and let me kind of preface this new podcast series by saying that I'm not going to be watching the clock at all moving forward. Uh, meaning, I'm not meaning that it's going to be a long podcast. On the contrary, some of them might be 
be really short uh, because here's the theme of the new podcast series. Here we go. That's my drum roll. Uh, I'm calling this the One Thing Series. The One Thing Series. And I want to do a podcast where I bring you one big idea every week into focus. That's it. One big idea. I, I, I wrote a blog this week that will probably go up tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm recording this on a Tuesday, so it will be up on Wednesday. So by the time you listen to this, I think it will have been already posted. But it's about decluttering. I find that, uh, you know, just, just my mind can get so packed with chaotic thoughts and, and, and facts. And, and even today, in the last eight minutes, I've given you so many different kind of events and announcements, and you're probably like, what is she talking about? And I get it, I get it, and that's why, moving forward, uh, starting now, one big idea every week. That's it, I just want to challenge you with one idea. So, I'm going to do that in the next couple of minutes, and, uh, and in the future, I'll spend more time, you know, kind of delving into a passage of scripture or a story or something to bring out that one point, but, but I want to give you a verse now. Psalm 27, verse 13, oh, I'm sorry, verse 4, Psalm 27, verse 4, it says this, one thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Isn't that an awesome verse? I, I'm telling you, I, I think it's awesome. Let me read it maybe in a couple of other translations. Can I do that? Uh, I want to read it in, uh, let's do the NLT, all right? The New Living Translation says, The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in His temple. Okay, that is incredible. That is an incredible thought. I was scrolling down here on my phone to see if I can find the uh, um, the message uh, verse of it, but I didn't really find it, so I'm going to try to do here one quick thing. Hold on. Hold your horses. I know. You guys are like, isn't she a professional doing these things? No, I'm not. I... Uh, uh, Anyway, I can't find it, so it's not meant to be. Well, I just want to read it in a couple of different translations to give you a flavor for the verse. But the bottom line is that here's David, the king of Israel. Remember, he's the guy who was the greatest king of Israel. And of all the things in the world that he could have, this is what he wanted of God. He's like, I want to seek after God. I want to dwell in the house of the Lord each day. So here's the one big idea that I have for you this week. You will never find true intimacy with the Lord without a regular time with him each day. You will never find deep and lasting intimacy with God without a regular time with him each day. That is a fact, my friend. Many, many Christians come to conferences that I speak at and email me and talk to me at work and, and they want to feel close to God. There's this gap between you and God and, and by God's grace, God sent his son Jesus to bridge that gap. He gave us Jesus who died on the cross for us so that we could have life with the Father. And in Hebrews, we're told that we can go before him with boldness, that we can appear before his throne of grace. doesn't matter what we bring to the table. If it's sin, God has forgiven it. If you come in the name of Jesus, you have presence with the Father and that is a gift. You are a child of God. God, if you've accepted Jesus in your in your heart and life, read John 1, 12. He, we have been given the right to adoption because you believe in Jesus. Many of us Christians believe that. We're like, we've put our trust in Jesus. We're saved not by works, not by thoughts. Not just, not just because we think it. We're saved because Jesus died for us. It is his blood shed for our sins that has granted us forgiveness. And so he, he, Jesus substituted. He took our place as, as sinners and gave us his righteous robes so that we can be before a holy God. Now, many of us get that, and we're like, that is awesome. And because of that, we've given our life to Jesus. We're like, I want to live for God the rest of my life. Everyone who has claimed Jesus as their Savior has come to a place in their life where we have said that. 
But what I find problematic is that it doesn't take long before life starts happening. And what happens when, when problems accumulate and things, you know, chaos starts entering your brain and schedules take over and kids and family and husbands and not husbands, husband uh, or, or no husband in my case. But, but you get it. And it doesn't take long before you're like, I can't keep up. And, and, and the worst thing that can happen to a Christian isn't just that you can't keep up, but that all of a sudden there's a sense of strangeness, of, of separation from God. And, and sometimes it's because of the sin in our life, but many times it's not even because of the sin. It's just because it's very simple. It's because we're not talking to God. We have no relationship with him. You go, well, I'm his child. Well, yeah, but you never talk to him. It's like a, a, a child who's moved out of the parent's home and, 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 and they never call. And, and then they wonder why they don't feel close to the parents. Well, because you don't talk to them. And, 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 so, and so this one big idea this week is this. You will never find the intimacy that your heart longs for. You will never find that satisfaction that you yearn for with God without a regular, intentional time with Him each day. This is a daily thing. David understood it. Here's David, the greatest king of all times. He had been through the ringer. I mean, anointed by God. He beats Goliath in a just an outstanding battle. And what follows after that is like a decade of hell where he's escaping for his life. He's going to be killed by the king. I mean, if, if, if there was ever a man who was like, my life makes no sense, it was David when he was escaping Saul. You can read all about it in 1 Samuel. And, and yet he writes this psalm and he says, here's, here's what I want. He says, one thing I ask of the Lord. He doesn't say, I want victory over my enemies. That's not the one thing he asks for. He doesn't say, I want riches. You're like, well, he was the king. Well, no, he lived in a cave for a big portion of his young adult life. And he doesn't say these things. Instead, he's like, the one thing I want, I want to be with the Lord. I want to dwell in his house. I want to gaze on his beauty. I, I got to be completely honest with you guys. I struggle with, with this idea of abiding with God. I mean, I, I wanted the relationship to grow and flourish without much effort on my part. You know, I want to be like that evergreen plant. You just you stick it in the ground. You water it the first year, and then you never have to water it again, and you hope it survives, you know. But it doesn't work that way, does it? The most beautiful flowers, the most beautiful trees require pruning and, and purging and, and cutting and snipping and, 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 and work. And it's intentional. And ask anybody who has a garden. It doesn't just happen. I, I spent so much time at home this summer. And my mom, man, she can just got a garden that is beautiful. And we all tell her you've got a green thumb. But you know what I've noticed? Twice a day, she's out there working in the garden. She waters in the morning. Even sometimes she asks us to help her. I mean, we, we need a lot of prodding sometimes to do it. Of course, after my dad died early summer, we felt bad. So we were doing it unprompted. You know there's like a tragic thing happening at home when we don't we get asked to do the work. <laughs> but, I mean, you got to keep things light, right? But now we're back to where she's doing watering all the plants and I'm watching her and like she gets, she's not young anymore and she's out there on her knees cutting and snipping and we, I, I drive up to her house and I, my, the first thought when I pull up the driveway is, man, she has the most beautiful garden. And, and I got to be honest, I come back to my house and there's a spot of flowers. I bought these, uh, man, what are they called? Uh, they're not carnations. They're like those uh, geraniums. That's what they call them. I bought them at the beginning of the summer and... I promise you, I've done nothing to this plant, and it's evident. It is so pathetic. Finally, this week, I took it out of the pot, saved it, I, I killed it. I euthanized it. It's it done. And uh, some of our Christian lives in the Lord are on the verge of feeling euthanized. Of course, we're secure in the hands of the Father. No one can snatch us from Him. But man, it feels like it, doesn't it? So a big idea for you this week. You will never find that intimacy, that life, that fruitfulness, that growth, the success, I suppose, 
the transformational factor, the intimacy with God that you long for without a regular, intentional, daily time with Him. So what are you doing in regards to that? I uh, put a, uh, on the day that I wrote that blog about decluttering, I put a challenge out to the readers. I, I, I urge you to go to my blog and look up that, uh, that post. It was from um, Wednesday, September 2nd. Go back and look it up. And in it, there's a challenge. And in the challenge, I talk about decluttering, that there are some things that we've just got to declutter from our minds as Christians. And, and, and one of them is we've got to declutter our times with the Lord. They're so full of chaos. We try to do too much, I think. We try to read too many things. We try to memorize too many things. Focus it. And so I'm doing one thing this year. Uh, well, this year, we're all more than halfway through the year. Basically, from now till the new year, I'm putting my alarm clock every day at 5.45 in the morning. And I'm going to get up. And first thing before I turn the phone on, this is going to, really, I'm telling you because I want to be accountable to you. Because this is, this will take a lot for me. Not to look at my phone, just get on my knees and spend at least 15 minutes with God before I do anything else. And, and I want to get a journal and just write one page in the journal and just tell God this, God, I want to see you. I want to find you. I want to know you. Maybe you want to take that challenge with me. One, every day, 5.45, you set your alarm, you spend some time. You, you're going to find 15 minutes is not enough, but I don't know what your schedules are like. If you, if you have the luxury to take more, you'll take more. And, and I want to declutter my expectations of God, and I want to declutter the desires of my heart. Those are the three areas of declutter that I want to focus on. And, and I, so in that blog, I write some of the other challenges, but basically, I'm keeping it simple. Basically, I want to talk to God. I want to do what David says, which is one thing I'm, I am asking of the Lord that I would seek after, that I would dwell in his house all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Do you, don't you want that too? Don't you long for that? I love how this psalm ends. These are my favorite verses. I'm going to end with them. And then I'm going to pray. I don't always pray at the end of the podcast, but I'm going to pray for us as we start this new series. But the last couple of verses, David says, I would have fainted. I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. How God is good is that he answers us. And that one is that when we seek him, he promises he will be found by us. Maybe you don't know the Lord and you're listening. And you're like, man, I don't even know if God hears me. He does. Not only does he hear you, he's been beckoning you. He's been drawing you to him. He's after you. And he won't stop until you turn to him. So let this podcast be a sign that God is crying out to you and says, come man, come, come, and I'll give you rest. And, uh, and David ends this song by saying, wait for the Lord. Some of you, you've been, you've been seeking after him and you're frustrated because you're like, God, he never talks to me. I've said that to my mother this summer. Man, what come I ever hear from God? And the problem is that I don't get quiet long enough. And you're like, yeah, we can tell. You should stop talking. And I'm going to. He says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. If you're in a season of waiting, don't give up. Hey, you will not find that deep intimacy that you long for with God without a regular time with Him each day. That is the one big idea for this week. Settle your mind on it and ask God, God, what is the one thing you want me to go after? And when you figure that out, give it everything you have. So, Father, we thank you that you are a God who not only beckons us to him, but who makes himself known. We thank you that you are a God of the word. We thank you that you are a God who answers prayers. We thank you that you are a God who is good and who sees us and who knows our hearts, even our deepest thoughts, even the ones that we don't understand ourselves. God, I pray for the listener out there right now who doesn't know you. I ask that you would make yourself known to him or to her. And I pray for the ones that do know you, who need just a refreshment in their walk with you. I ask that you would just... 
bring fruit, a season of fruitfulness in their life, that no matter what circumstances they're facing, they would see evidence of your grace and favor and love in their life. So, Father, thank you that you are a God who began a good work in us and will not finish it until the day of Jesus Christ. We trust you and we rest on your promises. It is in the strong name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Hey, see you guys next week.